1: Welcome in to the new PFF NFL Daily. Here's a recent snippet from the PFF NFL podcast. Cleveland Browns, 36. Houston Texans, 22. Whew. Now, this was impressive. I know the Texans were dealing with uh, QBs 2 and 3, with Davis Mills and uh, Case Keenum. Mm. Two and three. It's important. Two and three. Yeah.
0: yeah, they decided to play them both. Yeah. And I say They. PFF Bobby decided, presumably.
1: Or D'Amico. To play them both. Yeah, they were, I mean, Bobby was in the decision. Yeah, Mills and Keenum, the two QB system. You would hope. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't work great for Houston. Cleveland's defense um, doing their thing, their pass rush, absolutely dominant. But really, domination from Joe Flacco and Amari Cooper. Mm. Unbelievable. Joe Flacco and Amari Cooper game. Flacco finishes with 368 yards and three touchdowns. And Amari Cooper with 11 catches for 265. Started early, hit him with a deep ball. Then there's a 75-yarder in there. There's Flacco throwing the ball along the sideline while in the grasp. with. I, yeah, that was kind of crazy. Flacco hasn't made – you mentioned coming into the game, throw for throw, is Flacco playing great? Not necessarily. But the high-end stuff that Flacco's brought to the table the last three or four weeks – I honestly don't think we've seen that from him in about 10 years. The high-end Flacco stuff. This was a phenomenal game. I this mean, was great from start to finish from Flacco. I'm just saying. This has to have been his best game for 90-plus p- uh, passing grade, I believe. Um, very impl- impressive by Joe Flacco. And, again, the um, the makeshift offensive line of the Texans just could not handle uh, Zadarius Smith, Miles Garrett, and company on Cleveland's D-line. Uh, this actually, there's
0: an outside chance this is the best game Joe Flacco's ever had. No, he's had some. I am mean, just saying. I'm back to 2015 and haven't come up with a better game yet. You're just gonna. I am now. You have seven I mean, more years to go. Well, now that it, now that it's occurred to me. Now here we go. There you go. Hit it. 2014. This is Joe Flacco's best game since 2014, where he had early, two, early in the year, first two, six weeks, two 93 grades, one against Tampa Bay and one against uh, San Diego as was. There you go. Um, the Gary Kubiak
1: year in Baltimore, I believe that was.
0: And neither of those games, by the way, were as... ah, this the the Bucks one was was as impressive statistically. Uh, but yeah, Flacco was insane in this game. Like that that was as good pretty much as he's ever played. It was as good as Amari Cooper has ever played. That was the game that like Amari Cooper's entire college reel looks like that, where he's just yeah. destroying people for a the entire game, but b through a massive like high volume as well. Like they went to him all the time he won in a variety of different ways he was constantly wrecking people down the sideline and there have been like he's been good in the nfl but there's always been this slight feeling that his nfl career has never quite been as good as his college career looked like it was going to be uh but this was that game where you're like damn i mean that was like his one of those bombs was a wasn't quite the standard Joe Flacco underthrown, like I'm looking for the pass interference call, although he never is. Uh, but it was in that realm, you know? Yeah. And Cooper just went up over a guy and absolutely destroyed him, took the ball away from him, whoever that was, 37 for uh, the Texans.
1: Yeah, I can't even believe, man. Um, the other thing to add to how impressive it was. D'Angelo Ross, that was. Of course. Um, how, how impressive this was. Browns had a pass blocking grade of 46.7. And we've talked about how they're they're to talk about QBs two and three for Houston, where it uh, tackles four and five here mm-hmm. for the Browns that didn't go great. Right. Um, so the pass blocking wasn't necessarily good. Flacco's making these plays under pressure and everything. And again, I want to reiterate, I think like the the last time he was a starter with Denver, it was like, I don't think his arm was that great. Like it didn't look that great. Now it feels like the zip's bad. I mean, he's a little well, rest. He's on like three years rest, mm-hmm. you know? the arms he's got the zip he's got he, i mean he's putting the ball into tighter windows with smooth velocity and accuracy and it's really impressive as an older gentleman yourself yeah you'll know that when you hit that age
0: Recovery time is Recovery lengthen. is important. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's extended. You can't bounce back the way you used to in your youth. Yeah, right? you might so, need a year off to get the arm frame. what I'm saying. You just need some time to get everything back physically. Poor old D'Angelo Ross, by the way. One target in the game, one catch, 75 yards at a touchdown. That's a rough passer rating for, uh, for Sorry, D'Angelo Ross.
1: We're more than halfway through the NFL season. DraftKings Sportsbook still pumping out unbeatable offers every single game. New customers can bet just 5 bucks on anything. To get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Bet on anything. Five bucks. DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener, every, uh, a sweetener offer every single game this October. You can get in on the football action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app now and use code PFF. So you can go check out Monday Night Football tonight. You got Niners. You got the Vikings. You can go do it right now. If you're a new customer, you can bet just $5 on anything. To get $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code PFF. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas, Licensee partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in ONT. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.com. Sorry, see slash football. Terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions. Terms and responsible gaming resources. Uh, Four official big time. Official. It's an official stat mm. per PFF. My, my stat, four official big-time throws for Joe Flacco. What a fascinating game football is, right? We, we're going to talk in, in about three and a half hours, we're going to talk about Patrick Mahomes and his struggles on Christmas. You have Patrick Mahomes' you know, inability to complete a pass beyond the line of scrimmage, and you have Joe Flacco fresh off the couch yeah. leading a 10-win Browns team. And far more productive than the guy that we always you I mean, know that we think is the best quarterback in the league. That's just the, the nature of football and if, the ebbs and flows of an NFL football season.
0: I mean, if you just looked at the list of, of quarterbacks that played football this week, it would be insane. <laughs> and then categorize them into good or bad. I mean, on the good end of the spectrum, Joe Flacco played well. Bailey Zappi played well, and yet Patrick Mahomes had one of the worst games of any anybody in the season. Uh, I mean, yeah, this
1: week made no sense at all. Um, Charlie Heck made his second start of the season Charlie for the Heck. Texans. Played in right tackle, 15 pass block grade. Not trying to pick on, trying to pick on Charlie here, but didn't help. Cedarius um, so Smith. They they put Miles Garrett over him a bunch. Cedarius so Smith. It was rough. Um, the Texans offensive line was way worse than even the Browns offensive line, who I mentioned had their struggles. Um, so the once again the Browns pass uh, pass rush, just dominant man. And if you, it's funny, if you look at Miles Garrett's wins, I think it's the second straight week he's got like six in a row under five minutes in the fourth quarter, where it's just must pass, must pass situations, and Miles Garrett just literally literally doesn't get blocked. Yeah, because you're talking about most of the time those guys win. You know, like if if a defensive end wins one out of four reps, it's good, mm. and he's winning like five out of six and six out of seven. Um, that's just the nature of Miles Garrett, but also the Browns pass rush and just how dominant they can be. 13 pressures Charlie Heck gave up. Yeah, it was rough. That's not great. Um, two interceptions by Case Keenum. We've got a batted pass and him getting hit while throwing. So yeah. I think when you look at the Browns' defense this year, um, they've been aggressive on the back end, playing a lot of tight man coverage. But it in the pass rush, like how impactful is a pass rush to Bay? Like These were two interceptions that were directly attributed to the pass rush by the Browns, and it shows just how dominant they've been this year.
0: For the second time in, a, in, a, in this season – the Texans have been involved in a game in which one of the teams lost their kicker early and couldn't kick and had to go for two every time. Yeah. Um, this time, they were on the other side of it. They The first time, it happened to them, and they had to play the entire game that way. This time, uh, Dustin Hopkins, right, uh, wrecked his hammy trying to stop a kick return touchdown. <laughs> That's got to suck. Uh, so anyway, then, then the Browns can't kick anymore. So they had to have – and they they brought in DTR as, like, the designated two-point quarterback. Yes. So Flacco would get a them. a nice
1: little change the, of pace.
0: Yeah, Flacco would get into the touchdown, and then you bring in the guy that can run, so that even if the play goes to hell, you can extend it for a bit and try and you know just get the two yards on the ground with the quarterback. Uh, I didn't. I didn't actually check overall what the like were they net to the good or to the bad with the forced decisions that not kicking because I know the Texans were way up when that happened to them. Like,
1: succeeds, fails. Okay. Succeeds. Yeah succeeds okay oh no uh, no they were uh, two uh, for three sorry well that's still because i read the texans one okay
0: that's still good two for three but then but you also need to factor in um the turn the turn downs right the fourth downs where they go for it instead of kicking a field goal because they can't anyway the point being when it happened to houston earlier in the season like they were net way up from being forced to go for the fourth downs and the two-point conversions um i'll, I'll check at some point whether the browns were but You know, on the back of having uh, Coach Kelly in, talking about never kicking, never going for it in uh, fourth down, always going for two, all those kinds of things. It'll be interesting to see if, like, every time it's forced on NFL teams, they're actually more productive.
1: Yeah. It makes you, you know, makes you pull out the good two-point plays, you know. There's there's a lot to it. The fourth down aggressiveness. Um, Either way, it just makes it more volatile. So, again, what does this mean? Browns go to 10 wins currently the number five seed they're they're a game ahead of buffalo for that last or for the for the top wild card spot um so the browns look like they're in control of the number five seed and the ability to play the afc south winner which is you know completely wide open rough weekend if you're an afc south fan as people have said oh. if you're rooting for the afc south if you've Bad got week. the forget the shield cap the afc south cap every sunday you're like come on jacks texans colts titans let's go it's a rough weekend for you. Do
0: divisions have their own logos? Is there like an they AFC should. South logo?
1: I would buy all eight and just rotate them. <laughs> Forget the shield. Because I know, the,
0: like, obviously the AFC and the NFC have their own logo.
1: But do the divisions? They should. They absolutely should. And we'll make it like college, where you don't root for a team, you just root for a conference. Hmm. I used to be an Alabama fan. Now I'm just SEC, man. Straight. Just means more. Just rooting for the SEC. Um, so, Browns with their 10 wins. The Texans in that AFC South, how hard could it be? They fall to eight and seven with the other two teams atop atop the division. So the Texans, again, on the outside looking in at the moment, at the eight seed, but they're all eight and seven. Jags, Colts, and Texans. And then, of course, the Titans. Eight and seven is the new seven and six. It's the new seven and six because we're two weeks later Mm. from where we were.